The Frederick Playlist Podcast is brought to you in part by Mystery Ton Studios. Looking for a place to record your music? Welcome to Mystery Ton Studios. They are a full-service recording, mixing, and mastering studio located 15 minutes outside of Frederick, Maryland. Owner-engineer Kenny Eaton has years of experience working with musicians around the world and a passion for one thing, helping artists realize their vision. Go to mysterytonstudios.com to learn more and schedule a free tour today. That's M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y-T-O-N studios.com. Your music matters. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome into this episode of the Frederick Playlist Podcast. We're going to have a quick turnaround today because we've got to get this out. We've got to make sure people know about this, about an event you have going on this weekend. But first I need to introduce you, Scott Marceron. 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 That's it. That, Thank you, Mr. Collin. That's um, the the what the owner, the czar, the. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess uh, creator slash co-owner. Mm. You know, my wifey, my better half is is the other owner of the school, and if I didn't acknowledge her, you know how that goes. That's true. General manager? No. Mm. That's sure. General manager, <laughs> boss man. Boss man. There you go. Uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think my uh, my guys that work there would probably not call me a boss, but um, okay. it's kind of a partnership with them, and they're obviously a big part of the school. So Yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of – well, I've spent some time over there with you, and I've seen you in action uh, bossing people around. You seem to have a <laughs> – you, you seem to have a good rapport with everybody who works there. <laughs> yeah, we have a, we have an amazing staff. I think that's what really, um, you know, really makes it work. Um, yeah, and I'm glad. I, I want to jump right into that too because um, you know I, I talked to you for a Q and A we put on Frederick Playlist this week. It was in 72 hours in today's newspaper. Um, I've gotten some responses and feedback about everybody loves the Frederick Rock School. They think it's the coolest thing. It warms their hearts to to see, you know, music having this effect and impact on children. So if you could give us the Cliff Notes version of how this school came to be and what what brought you to this, too. Um, You know, I I think, you know, just being part of Frederick and part of the scene and, and you know, started playing at 12 and, you know, really playing out in Frederick and around the area at 14. I just, you know, always was that kid. And I, I think you were probably there. I wish we had a place we could have went to meet other like-minded kids, mm-hmm. to have a place to rehearse, to um, just have a community. Yeah. Um, and a buddy of mine in Philadelphia, one of my best friends, I was – I had a lull in between when I was working for a record company and a management company and I took a break, um, during the whole Napster thing Mm -hmm. because it really hit the industry hard, really hard. And record labels were freaking out and just kind of pretty much were just dumping thousands of employees. Mm -hmm. So I was one of those thousands of employees (laughs) at the time came home you know, took a project manager job for a construction company, was really hating my life at the time. <laughs> That's what construction does. Um, you know, I was in the office. I mean, I I didn't mind the job. I mean, it was just not – I had no passion for it. It wasn't what I wanted to do with my life, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing one thing since I was 12 until I was – man, this is 
you know, eight years, you know, it was 10, 11 years ago, whatever it was. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was 31, 32 doing something I didn't want to do, Yeah, you know, and uh, a buddy of mine called me and said, hey, Scotty, you guys are coming up this weekend. A mutual friend of ours is doing this rock camp thing. We should go check it out. And Keelan and I went with said friend and I walked out of there and was like, oh my gosh, this is this is amazing goosebumps. This is incredible. Um, and really came home and thought about it. And, and I looked at Keelan and said, Hey, you know, Frederick County, you know, needs this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I would, you know, always talked about growing up, mm-hmm. you know, this is, you know, if we do something more, make it more, more than a camp, but make it an actual spot, mm-hmm. make it an, and, because all of my friends were like, hey, I wish we had a rec center. I wish we had a place we could go and hang out. Mm-hmm. We had nothing like that in Brunswick. Um, it was, you know, in the woods. You know, then when you got older, that leads to doing, you know, stuff you shouldn't be doing yes, on back yeah. roads and, mm-hmm. you know, that whole thing. So we were always like, hey, I wish we had a place we could go and hang out and a safe environment. And that's how I kind of stand. I was like, hey, I want to take this camp idea, but do it on a bigger scale, brick and mortar. Um and hopefully people will come. How did you do that, though? Like, is that you just sort of out of nowhere? How did you find the physical <laughs> place? Did you always were you always in that spot? That uh, you're at yeah, now? this yeah. is uh, we started in that spot. I knew that I needed a building, obviously, that was going to be section off so I could do private lessons. Yeah. But also had bigger rooms to where I could do band rehearsals. Mm-hmm. That, that was the, that's the key element to mm-hmm. this is getting kids in playing together. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I mean, I went and started looking. Um, you know, I first went to every bank with an amazing, I had an amazing, you know, business plan. I mean, it was not to toot my own horn, but it was really good. And I had a really great friend of mine help me put it together, one of my best friends, Brock Hall, um, who's, you know, a very smart business guy and, and has been his own business guy for years and owned his own businesses. and. We sat down and formulated this amazing thing, but it was in 2010. It was the worst economy ever. That's true. The housing yeah. market was, I mean, brutal. Mm-hmm. And pretty much I got laughed out of every bank. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Keel and I were very lucky. We got married young. We bought a house before the bubble, mm. and we had some equity in the house. And, you know, that decision was made. Hey, you know, she looked at me and goes, Scott, I've followed you everywhere. I've supported you. Everything you did from your band to moving to Chicago, moving to Philly, trying to pursue management and working for a record label. And if this doesn't work, we got to start over. We start over. Foreclose on the house and move with my parents. And we've always been solid and amazing. And, you know, wow. we just pulled the trigger and went for it. Wow. So... so. So then you really took a chance then with yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. And it's paid off. And it, it has. It's been uh, hands down the best thing I've ever been a part of. And, and I think Kilo will probably tell you the same thing. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, we're very lucky. We take our stars every day and, you know, we work hard. And it's uh, it's pretty neat. Well, you, you're celebrating eight years yep. this, this weekend, which is a big reason why – we're, we're having you and you're having an open house. Um, I think you told me that this is the first open house you guys have done. 
since we opened. Since you opened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a couple weekends to where we had, like, you know, open house when we first started. And it'll actually be eight years in January, but we were like, we're not going to try to do an open Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah. So let's just do it now when the weather can still be kind of good. So, yeah, it's the first time in, uh, in eight years that we've done it. So what, is there a, a particular reason why you wanted to do it? Eight years is a, it's not five years. It's not 10 years. It's, it's like not I just didn't want to wait. I mean, it's, it's, you know, everybody, you know, some people have been asking and, and, you know, Hey, are we going to have like a celebration? And I was like, yeah, I mean, let's, let's do it. We haven't done it in eight years. We'll probably mm-hmm. end up doing some more at 10, I guess. But yeah. Why not? No better time than the present. That's how I look at it. And so, and you're going to have, there, there's something special from the students, right? That That's going to go down. Yeah. I mean, they're playing and, uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe there is more something special from the students, but, uh, <laughs> they're going to do some performances <laughs> and we got like a special, like thriller performance they're yeah. putting on since it's Halloween time, which is cool. And, do they know the dances and, uh, well, we have special guests. My uh, my mother-in-law's uh, Eli or Cecilia Productions Dance Studio and Thermot's coming out and doing a big choreograph. That's thing, cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's really so cool. Should be cool. So, do you know the the are there band names for the the rock school kids that will be performing? We have a a lot of uh, on this. We're doing singer songwriter combo performances from um, our students in that area. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of open the show, and then we're going to have a thriller performance, and then we have some really special, awesome local rock and roll bands playing afterwards. <laughs> and which bands are those? Who? <laughs> One of my new favorite CDs, the only CD I have in my van right now, is from oh. Local Faves Double Motorcycle. Hey. I don't know if you know those guys. I don't know. Kyle McGuire, but. I don't know, man. I don't. And then, and then the blues vultures though too. And blues and, vultures. And you're you're friends with. Um, yeah, Ronnie Yunkins. Yeah. You know, Ronnie Yunkins, famed uh, kicks guitarist. Yeah. Local boy, done good. Um, yeah. He's an amazing guitar player, amazing guy, and one of my students slash instructors is Ronnie's bass player. Oh, Dylan Howes. So okay. he was, he's been with me since he was 13, 12 or 13 and went wow. through the ranks and mm-hmm. he's a uh, music major at UMBC. He works at the school. He's an instructor. And then, you know, he went and auditioned for Ronnie and, and got the gig. It was funny. Ronnie called me one day and goes, Hey, who's the red hair kid? The bass player kid. <laughs> that kid kills. Cause we would, we did a bunch of shows with the blues vultures. The school opened up for mm-hmm. him throughout the years and, Ronnie was just always blown away by him. Hmm. And it was like, uh, he called me up because he was the redheaded kid. I'm looking for a bass player. The kid rips. I'm like, it's Dylan. And he went and auditioned, and Ronnie gave him the gig. He's been with him for a few years now. Wow, that's great. Which is cool, yeah. That's great. Now, now you know, people should know this. You're, you're pretty well connected. You know a lot of people. You, you have. <laughs> uh, and, and I, no, I, I don't know about that. I, but. I, I do remember, though, talking to you uh, before where there was a time, I think maybe it was the band King. Was, yeah. I, was I thinking of that that um, somebody was going to drop by the drummer, perhaps? Yeah, yep. And yeah, and so these by. things kind of happen at the rock school, right? Like they you, do. The, you uh, you have real live professional musicians. <laughs> we just had Elvio Fernandez from Daltrey wow. at the school last week. That's cool. We're uh, we're partnering. I'm helping him uh, and partner up with him on a school like this in Rochester, New York. Oh. So. So um, he came down. He and came down, hang out with me, and see the. Uh, See the school, see the program, hung out with the kids, which was awesome. He was in rehearsals, hanging out with them, and 
and, and private lessons and it was cool that's cool yeah it was great so what are some other names that you guys have had come through in the um, eight years now eight years yeah, it's been crazy um band called blackstone cherry came and played with the kids one yeah. night they're on roadrunner records mm-hmm. and where they're on mascot now um great band um the drummer's dads and uh kentucky headhunters it's old school country band okay but uh they're they're pretty huge in europe right now they're uh they're a great band great band if you don't know them check them out um uh kind of warp tour kind of bands uh band called chiotos yeah that's come and played and yeah met with the with the kids which was awesome um i empire to the king guys clutch guys do you know the clutch guys i do um jp the drummer actually john paul's done a drum clinic at my school wow which is pretty that's cool phenomenal yeah and then coming up we have uh local legend um uh, he's the managing editor of modern drummer magazine really yeah mike dawson no i did not know he was from here well i grew up with him you just piqued my interest my friend (laughs) so that's gonna be the second weekend of december second weekend of december we'll start promoting that next week and it's free to the public free to all our students and uh he's done one in the past and it's mind-blowing how amazing he is i need he's a i need to confess this on air i'm not even gonna do it off air i'm gonna shamelessly (laughs) say this that's legitimately a life goal of mine is to have one article published in modern drummer. I've tried and tried and tried. I have no idea who to talk to. I have no idea how to get in contact. I don't know what they do. You're going to meet him (laughs) second week of December. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you read the magazine at all? Of course. It's amazing. I have since I was a kid and I've always, I'm a wannabe drummer. I'm a bass player by default. I just couldn't get everything working at the same time to be a drummer. Mm-hmm. I always laugh at the kids because we fill in like if the drummers aren't there for band rehearsals. I'm the worst, best fill-in drummer ever. <laughs> it's brutal. But, uh, you know, I could keep a little beat going, but that's about it. But, yeah, I've, I've been a huge, you know, enthusiast and just to the fact where I would pick up Modern Drummer Magazine all the time. Yeah, and I, I, I'm getting the impression, like, they typically only have people who write for them are actual drummers, oh, from yeah, what 100%. I understand. Yeah. yeah, they're all players. So I have I have no idea how you kind of break into that, that whole scene. You know, it's funny. I've never, and this would be good for you to talk to Mike, and it'd be a great story, um, mm-hmm. how he, you know, I know he went to Philadelphia School of the Arts. I know that, and mm-hmm. just obviously music major and, um I don't know how he got the gig. Well, he's the, you said he's a managing editor. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's, he's like, he's big guy. Yeah. He's a big guy there. Yeah. Where, that's based in New Jersey, maybe? Jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's big time that's stuff, man. Lives, and he's huh? done this before. He's come yeah. and talked. Oh, uh, yeah. He's been down, and uh, he just got some great news. Um, I guess he, uh, Lion King on Broadway, I guess he got the drum chair Wow. for that. Which wow. is a pretty coveted gig. That is, and a very awesome gig if you're a musician in, yeah. in the New York area. Well, and it's re- it's a regular gig too. And it's a regular gig, which That's is a huge important. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know six days a week. Good for him. He's yeah. not gonna have time for modern drummer now. Well, it's in the evenings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, work during the day, yeah, so it works true. out good. His calls not until the evenings during the week, and then you know he's got Saturdays or whatever. Yeah. Twice yeah. on Sundays though, right? 
or yeah, twice. Yeah, but on I think it's two drummers. So I oh, think they flip. Okay. I think they flip schedules, or somehow they share that seat. That's really. So cool. he got one of the chairs, which is pretty cool. That's really. I'm, cool. I'm excited for him. So I want to talk to this guy. Yeah, I mean, that, he's that's a good great. guy. So. Well, so I, there's something, you know, we're talking a little bit about playing, and there's something that you said in the Q&A that, that published uh, again online this week and in the paper today. I asked you about uh, if you were going to play again, if you were, because you, a lot of people might not know this, and maybe if you could give a little personal history on this too. You've been in bands that have toured and have had some yeah. level uh, of success. Yeah, from, like I said, 12. Uh, I started playing in bars and venues at 14, and... Um, got in a really serious band at 16, 17, um, called Shaft mm. and, uh, signed a really crappy <laughs> in, indie record deal. They're at, all crappy at 19. <laughs> well, they are. That's true. Um, <laughs> name a good record deal in the history of music. It doesn't happen. Well, we signed with Warren Hayes's wife's label called evil teen records out of new york warren hayes is the guitar player from the allman brothers mm -hmm. government government Mule, Mule, yeah. I mean, we can go on and on but um which was kind of like a really weird hippie jam band label mm -hmm. and they signed a post-hardcore band that sounded like quicksand and helmet from <laughs> frederick maryland and you know you know we thought it was the bees knees and yeah. we made a really cool record at water music in hoboken new jersey um, with a really great producer, Ray Martin, who did uh, this record I love called this band called Handsome. Hanson, handsome, <laughs> not handsome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great experience, and we toured. You know, we toured everywhere and played with some great bands, and um, you know, did the whole thing. It just didn't happen for us. Mm -hmm. But in that period, I met the band's manager, uh, this guy Paul Carmroy, who managed our band. And uh, that kind of led to a lot of things for me uh, in the business. So mm -hmm. it was, our band didn't happen. You know, I took care of all the business stuff for the band. I was that guy, and he was like, hey, you would be great in the office. You know, this mm -hmm. isn't happening. Well, why don't you come work for me? Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how that all went down. Wow. It was, you know, off the road. So that was a big deal. That really shaped your life. It did. Yeah. It was uh, – it was definitely that moment. It was the hardest moment at that point for me, telling the guys, hey, you know, because I, I quit the band and ultimately broke the band up. Mm. I was that guy. You were that guy, yeah. So, and that was that was tough. It was uh, like, hey, I have to take this opportunity mm -hmm. for me. And, you know, I was married at the time. Keel and I had our first, our first kid, um, Tony, <laughs> back then. And, you know, it was like, hey, he goes – Come in the office, come to Chicago. Uh, mm -hmm. At the time, he was working for Uppercut Management, and it was right when Kid Rock was doing his thing, and yeah. we worked that first record, Devil Without a Cause, that went yeah. on to sell 11 million copies. And insane. I cut my teeth during that record cycle. Wow. You know, it was insane. It was a lot of work, and I pretty much, you know. But that's a great. Le learned, to, you, know, rec you know, the record industry, that, that yeah. record cycle. I mean, I learned it pretty much in the trenches. Yeah. That's a great thing to have on your resume, though. Yeah, it was awesome. Because I mean, I would, you know, it's an amazing experience. It was just eye-opening on the back end of things because I yeah. was always on the other end. Mm -hmm. um, except for, you know, the booking show stuff and all that stuff that comes along with it. But, you know, 
really diving in with the record companies mm. and the booking agents and yeah i mean uh, ironically enough too i guess uh we we just got a double motorcycles instagram page just got a message from kid rocks instagram page we had posted a video and we did this little tour and we were singing along to baba to ba <laughs> And, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun. Um, so, you you've been in bands. I, I asked you in the Q and A if you wanted if you were ever thinking about playing again, and your your answer was kind of suspicious. It was like, well, maybe you kind of got something <laughs> in the works. So, what's going on with that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's you know, I'm always a bass player. I guess I always mm-hmm. love playing. Uh, always love playing live. Would it's you, always been my thing. Would you be in a cover band now? Would you no, wanna Okay. No. So <laughs> that's number one. Not not nothing against that. Yeah. I mean that's just um that's always fun. Um mm. always have a good time playing other people's songs. And obviously we do that that a lot at the school and um it's a great way to learn. It's a great great way to become a better player. Mm-hmm. Um but now I mean if I'm gonna play it's gonna be you know, I've, I've only ever played original music mm-hmm. that I was a part of um, creating. So um, I have an instructor, Derek, at the school who has a buddy, and they're writing some really awesome old school kind of New York City hardcore kind of stuff. That's cool. Which is right down my alley. And uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he said, you got to play bass with us, man. You got to play bass with us. And they rehearse at the school, and he hits me up every time. He goes, Blood Fist Sunday, 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just waiting for me to show up one day. And I'm going to show up one day. Um, it's really cool stuff. I'm going to get in there and, and play and uh, have some fun with those guys. Blood Fist is the name of it? That's a great name. That's such a good name. Yeah. That's great. Uh, you... I, I want to get into this too, however, briefly that people should know that there have been very formidable bands that have come out of the rock school. Yeah. You know, we, we've had um, Bad Seed Rising, obviously, who you're uh, intimately were related to because your son was in yeah. it. Um, yeah. And then also uh, Morta Monroe. Yep. Who are now Goner. Yes, they've changed their name. They've changed their name yep. to Goner. Um, you spent you've spent a lot of time with those acts, and they were on Warp Tour. I think you yeah. went. I know you went with Bad Seed. Did you ever go out with? Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I went out a lot with with Morton Moreau, um, who are who are gone or now. Um, which I did with all the bands I work with. So I mean, I'll go out with them for for short periods of time. And how do you create these? I mean, and plus, Bad, Bad Seed was on Roadrunner. Like, I yeah. how do you create these opportunities for your students? Because people, if people don't, in Frederick or around this area don't know, this is big time stuff that that you're achieving in a yeah they yeah they just uh, people <laughs> yeah I mean they're major labels yeah I mean, you know Roadrunners part of the Warner Music family mm-hmm. um, slash Atlantic Records yeah um, they share staff I mean to radio departments to the people that are you know pushing Bruno Mars or pushing my bands at radio mm-hmm. marketing you know the same marketing people yeah it's you know it's it's pretty amazing um, you know it's <laughs> the kids that really 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 want to do it are the kids that come and talk to me about it mm-hmm. i don't sit around and say oh i know those people you'll yeah. never get that you know me colin yeah you know, i mean i'm not that guy no one would ever know i was in the business mm-hmm. or no you know lee or cohen or mm-hmm. you know any of those guys you know yeah. um i just don't do that mm-hmm. but um the kids that are really serious that really want to do it um 
that come and approach me about it, then, you know, I'll sit down and say, Hey, if you really want to do this, you got to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I know everything, but I know how to help facilitate them to get where they want to go. And you must get them meetings. I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I got, um, one in a row and bad seed rising, you know, their record deals. I set it up. I set the showcases up. I down to, you know, which direction they should be going in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just song choices to genre choices to, you know, for instance, with Morton Moreau, Chris, the, the old singer, Morton Moreau was, was the guy behind that initial charge and the songwriting. Mm-hmm. And he would always just play me songs that mm-hmm. he'd write all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And then one day he had a song called F U. <laughs> Not necessarily what you think it is, but uh-huh. um, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's it. Mm-hmm. After all this time, I said, if you write six more FUs, then we have something to work with. Mm-hmm. And he went back to the drawing board and came back with 12 of them. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away. We worked on their show. We worked on everything. I had them out playing shows and just getting them ready for that day. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey. I've got people coming down to see you. Yeah. And I had the head of Roadrunner come down to Frederick in the back of my school, sitting on the couch watching them do a private showcase for him. Wow. And Frederick, he got on the train from New York. I picked him up in Baltimore and brought him out to Frederick. Wow. And they just blew his head off. Huh. So you, that's what I mean. You know everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys. That's that's it. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Now they're. They're, are they going to are they going as Goner going to continue? Yeah, they are. The, yeah, they're still on the label. They just okay. finished a full length um, record with an amazing producer, Matt Squire, who's done everybody from yeah. Taking Back Sunday and the Used to Demi Lovato. Yeah, I mean, he's worked with. Yeah. Uh, he's done a new Under Oath record. He just mm-hmm. finished that. Everybody's going to be. It's pretty awesome. I heard some tracks. That's cool. Um, yeah, he's That's done some cool. some big stuff in that genre of music the band's in, and mm-hmm. uh, it turned out really, really well. We just shot videos for the new single, um, promo photos. Everything's getting ready. They're doing a, a little tour in November, and then uh, next year it's going to be gangbusters for them. Are they going to hit Warped? I don't know, because I'm hearing rumors. Uh-oh. I don't know what's going to go on with Warped Tour next summer. There's no warp tour anymore. Ah, Are we breaking I news? Might, there might be warp tour, but I don't know the extent of warp tour. I don't know if there's gonna be eight stages. I don't oh. know if there's gonna be like a, um, like the full sale full sale stage is usually for new artists. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know if that's gonna be there this summer. Oh. They're having a warped cruise, I think. They are, too, aren't yeah. they? Uh, so, I think he's gonna yeah. branch out to start doing different things. You know, the cruises. I think he might do spot festivals like these other big festivals doing in big cities that makes sense i heard that he might do like la and san francisco and new york and Mm -hmm. like a florida you know what i mean just spot in big big cities instead of going and doing you know 40 dates or whatever it is yeah yeah i mean that's that's a bear have you ever met kevin kevin i have yeah Yeah. he's really nice guy they they do that thing where they like clean up were you guys a part of that when (laughs) We had RV problems that day. That's right. And we were super That's stoked because right. it was in our backwoods. Yeah. It was in Thermont. Yeah, I, mean, I, I went up to my that. My wife's yeah. from Thermont. Yeah, we were supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And 
leading the charge, I guess, because yeah. it's our hometown. Kevin was, was excited about it, and we couldn't get there. Uh, that's sad, man. Yeah, but, you know, what are you going to do? What happens out there? <laughs> So uh, now to get back to the rock school, I, I just uh, the, sort of the fundamentals. I want to make sure everybody knows how it works. If, if people want to sign up for the rock school, yep. can they just stop by? Do they go online? Give you a yeah, call? Yeah, they can do both. Um, we have registration online at, at uh, frederickrockschool.com okay. um, or, or uh, letthereberockschool.com, <laughs> which is – Kind of confusing, I guess, but we we officially changed our name, and this has been six years ago. Mm. Uh, but we've always kept Frederick Rock. Everybody knows us by Frederick Rock School. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. And then they everybody also wants to call us School of Rock, which is that's not what we are, but that's fine too. So. Is that a chain? Is the, it is? It's a big franchise. It's a big chain, and um, you know, just because of the movie too. Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah. just knows that name. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you can. You can register there. Classes are always open. You can always register. Open okay. enrollment, 12 months out of the year. Okay. Um, you can always sign up. You can always join a band. We always have room. We always have available. Not enough guitar players, you know. Never enough. Never Way enough. too many drummers. Yes, and we always need bass players. Uh, see, nobody ever wants to play bass. I always think nope. that that's mean. It is, and, if, and, and you, you know, you look at I would say, maybe I'm wrong here, 75% of the bass players that you see famous bass players in big rock bands started out being guitar players. Yes, always. always. Definitely. So. I, or well, the other rare cases, you get a drummer who doesn't like to sit behind a kit. Right. And so you pick up a bass. You pick up a bass. That's yeah. true. I never even thought about that, but you're probably right about that. Yeah, I've, I've but seen But who doesn't that. want to play the drums? The drums are like the best. That, well, I guess all the kids want to play the drums. Yeah, a lot like of kids like the drums. And then it, it's one of the things we start out at. Um, you know, when you're young, you know, you have to become a certain age to play the guitar because your hands and your dexterity that's true, is just yeah. not there. So mm. we'll start kids as early as four and a half, five playing the drums mm. or keyboard piano. Yeah. But I want to learn how to play the piano. I'd really well, like you know to where to come, buddy. Can I, can I take a class? Yeah, of course yeah. you can. I'll hook you up. Well, okay. That's good. <laughs> so, and I don't know if you're going to do this also. We haven't talked about this since we caught up a, a month or so ago. Uh, you were planning on staging more concerts as well at this school. Yes. Uh, is that still going to happen? That is happening. We okay. just had one uh, a few weeks ago that you with were Goner. supposed to be a yes, part of. Yes, with Goner. Yeah, and then uh, six other bands. We always do seven bands. Yeah. It's always on Friday night. It's called Friday Night Fights. Yes. And it's always three bucks. Always, and it's three. always open to the public. All the money goes to all the bands that perform. It doesn't go to the rock school. Um, I just wanted a cool, all ages venue, mm -hmm. um, promoting cool local original acts. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the stipulations: you got to play original music. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be your whole entire set, but the majority of your set has to be original music. And uh, yeah, it's been going great. So is there going to be one in November? November 10th. Okay, it's November 10th. Yep, and okay. then we're going to have one coming up in December. We're going to do one once a month. Okay, cool. So, yeah, it's fun. It's it's great. The shows have been packed. Um, you know, the wall's pretty much sweating there. It's pretty do you, awesome. Do you know who you, who's November 10th? I mm -hmm. do. It's uh, it's funny because Garner's going on tour, so it's going to be the first day of their tour. They're mm -hmm. starting. Oh. It's going to be them, a, a touring band called Awake at Last from New Jersey. Okay. 
really good band, a band called Inoculum. They're like this really awesome progressive metal band from Frederick. Okay. All original group. Actually, the drummer's on my staff. Oh. His name's Ashley McCabe. He's an insane How do drummer. I know? What other? He plays bands? in 500 bands. Yeah, I've heard, <laughs> I've, I've heard about him. Yeah, and I've, so of his other bands, too. Yeah. yeah, he's a really super educated, you know, drummer guy. You know, cool. went to school, and um, he's just phenomenal. Yeah. And if, you know, you love all things metal, he's, yeah, he's, he's going to bring it to you. Yeah. So, um, who else is on the bill? A band called Strange Hate that formed out of my school. Those guys are great. Yeah, you know I, them. You I know them from Skate stuff. Jam. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to come out and play. They were amazing. Yeah. A really uh, death metal band that started from my school called Devil's Reef. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. And you probably know this band, local punk band that kind of all met at my school called the Exiles. I do, and that that actually leads me. They're really good too. They're great, yeah. and that, that leads me to ask you. So we at the end of these podcasts, we always play a song. Yep. And I was going to say now, I think the Exiles. I don't know who. I don't know if you were behind it, but somebody sent me an Exile CD yeah. for review. It was probably their camp. Okay. They have some uh, they have awesome some people support there. people. Awesome. That, uh, and one of them is John Bowling, who's a lifelong friend of mine. I don't know if you knew John. I don't. But he had an amazing uh, like fanzine, music zine back in the day called Shredding Material Magazine. Okay. That was all music, skateboarding, all local scene in, mm-hmm. in national. He would interview national bands and huh. all punk, hardcore. That's but That's cool. when I was growing up, yeah. when Frederick was... You know, it was, it was cool. It was a great scene, you know, starting to get back there. I was going to say, where do you think the scene is now? I think, like I said, in, in, when I answered this quite, you know, the Q&A stuff, um, I think it's in a really good place. I think there's a lot of great bands. I think there's more and more venues opening in Frederick. Mm-hmm. I think people, promoters are bringing national acts. I mean, Murphy's Law is playing 611 tomorrow night. Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. And you yeah. were telling me, who did you go see at 611 not too long ago? I saw Corrosion of Conformity right. there. I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I grew up on those guys. And then we're at Guido's after the show, hanging out, drinking beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is awesome. Yeah. I, you know? A lot of this stuff goes unnoticed, too, which yeah. really bothers me. It does. I don't, and I don't know why. Because these promoters are on, I mean, they're doing what they need to do. I mean, the Corrosion of Conformity show was last minute. Yeah. That was like, hey. Mm-hmm. They had an off day. They were coming through town. Do you want me to put a show together? Mm-hmm. And it was cool. It was a Tuesday night, and I would say they had over 300 people in Guido's. Oh, not oh, in 611. Yeah. And, you know, that looks great in there. Oh, yeah. And it was definitely. it was a great show for them. I mean, they had a blast. That's they were like, great. man, this is awesome. And, I mean, they were so cool and so thankful. And, you that's know, they would have cool. been sitting on their bus on a day off doing nothing. Yeah. And that's terrible. Yeah. When you're on the road. You want to play. You want to you know? play every day. And yeah. uh, they just thought it was the coolest thing, like mm-hmm. this little town in Maryland brought 300 people out on a Tuesday yeah. last minute. I mean, it was a day and a half notice. Yeah. I think he started promoting this thing on Sunday afternoon, you know, and yeah. we got some people out. It was cool. That's cool. You know, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things seem to be happening, you know, I, and I, insane I, clown policy. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Which right. is incredible. <laughs> with I mean, with the know? Fago and, and all it's of that. cool, man. Yeah. I mean, this, you yeah. know, there's a couple promoters that are like, hey, there is a market here. Yeah, there definitely is. Yeah, I there think is. so. It's just people have to 
they have. I, I don't understand why places like Six Eleven aren't on people's radars. You know, some people are always yeah. saying, "There's still, there's nothing a place to play." There no, is a place. There to is play. a place to play. Yeah, and the venues. It's a venue. Yeah, that's when an I was actual a kid, man, venue. I, I grew up playing that place, mm-hmm. and I talked the guy. It was called Coconut Alley back in the day. Uh-huh. This was late nineties, and I talked the owner into having all ages shows there. Mm. And we, you know, Shaft, my band, started doing shows there. That's cool. And it became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, whatever, for whatever reasons, <laughs> the place didn't fly. Yeah. I wasn't there for long. I was probably there for a year. And then, you know, we got a little older and started moving down Market Street and going to Old Town and then mm. uh, Alpenhof and I don't, like I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that was a know. German restaurant on Market Street where Olives was. Oh, okay. Okay. But we would do shows in there and those – those, those are good times. I think somebody needs to to take over the Asiana space and make that. Well, good luck, my friend, because that's been talked about since, you know, it's a local legend. It's like folklore now. I know, at this point. It's, it's such an amazing space I've been is. in there. Yeah, I have, and, too. You know, we used to have shows in there mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. It was a restaurant during the day, and then they would do shows at night, yeah. which was awesome. It's so. perfect right in the middle oh, of downtown. And it's a huge unit. It's, yeah. It's big. You mm-hmm. know, it's as big as... Uh, What's the place down the street? Because it's like a double unit. Um, the blue side? No. What's what's right down from Asiana? Um, Bushwallers. Um, it was Donnelly. It used to be Donnelly's. Firestones. Yeah. Yes, Firestones. It's that size. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a pretty big place. That's Somebody needs to figure that out. I agree. That's, I don't um, know. Good luck. Good, you know who owns that, right? I do. I do. Local I legend know. herself. Local legend <laughs> herself. Um, so, so like I said, we we always finish every. So we could either play, uh, and I added this in later. We, yeah. uh, but uh, we can either we could play a song from the Exiles, which is a direct uh, Frederick School of Rock descendant band. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing that I was going to mention too, because of the open house this weekend, yep. we could also play a motorcycle song. So, if you want to go Exiles, we can do you that. Can't do two songs. We could do two if you want. Let's do two. Songs. You want to do two? Everybody okay. Gets the love. Okay, everybody gets the love. Do you have a favorite Exiles song? Off the top of your head. I really love the second the second track they just released. Okay. I don't know the name of it. I'll put I I'm have terrible, the record. So. Yeah, no problem. We'll, but, we'll do uh, the that. second track's super cool. Okay. I love that song. And then my favorite Dubra Motorcycle song is track three on the uh, C D. Okay. I need to. Remember. I don't know the names of that. I don't either. I'm terrible with names, but I know <laughs> I it's track three. Okay, it might be lollipop. I think maybe. That's okay, maybe the one. Maybe okay. We'll we'll put those on track two and track three. Yeah. That's yeah. And then yeah. so one last time, then everybody listening, open house twelve to four, Frederick School of Rock. Yep. A lot of fun stuff. You're gonna have food trucks. Food trucks. Uh, Key one hundred three is gonna be out broadcasting from I think one to three. We're going to have a guitar raffle. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about uh, that. We're yeah. also doing a drop-off, clothing drop-off for the hurricane victims in Puerto Rico and Florida. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have any extra clothing um, that you could get rid of and want to donate, drop it off. We have someone that's going to take care of it and get it to where it needs to be, which is awesome. Um, we're going to have Rita's out there. We're going to have uh, one of my mom's, students' moms, is makes this amazing homemade herby lemonade that she d- goes to markets in Baltimore and D.C. and sells. That's going to be out there. It's going to be a fun day. A bunch of music, awesome. great food, good vibes. 
I'm pumped. I'm pumped. And it's free, right? Everybody, it's 100% yeah. free. Just Everybody, come and hang out. Just come hang out. Yep. Maybe uh, sign up for a class or two. Free lessons. Free lessons that day. Free lessons that day. Come and hang out. You can learn. I want to give a big shout out real quick to my student of ours. Uh, he was a student of ours. He's kind of graduated. His name's Nick Folio. Um, he's currently out with a band called Bad Omens. That's another one we've never talked about. But he's over in Europe right now on a sold-out tour. Wow. Um, really killing it. And we miss him and can't wait for him to get home and, and see him. But uh, he's he's a good boy. So. All right. Bad Omens is the name of that band. Amazing drummer. Okay. Drum- see, it's all Nick drummers. Folio. Frederick boy. Everybody in Frederick's a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> We need more bass players. We need more bass players. (laughs) Bring the bass. Yes. Well, Scott, thank you so much. It is. I'm so happy that that we ended up um, sort of meeting each other. Me too. It's been awesome. And it's it's been really uh, fun knowing you the last few years. Hopefully there's a lot more stuff coming down the pipe. Well, and hopefully you continue doing what you're doing for the community too and doing shows and, uh, you know, and we need more people like you. Uh, in the community that really care and, and want to create an amazing scene because I think we have one bubbling and I think you know if we can get more venues and more cool shows and get it out to the public and get people to know that we do have a cool scene you know you know that's how Seattle's ha- you know happened mm-hmm. and that's how you know Sunset Strip LA happened and you know Minneapolis happened yeah. and you know yeah. Austin and all that. I mean, that's how all those scenes happen. It's by people that really care about the local scene. Yeah, we need we need a breakthrough <sighs> moment of sorts. You we know, do to kind of get to the next level. But everybody keeps working at it. Absolutely. You're doing great things. You're you're inspiring. You're allowing a whole generation of kids to come up well, and thank you. and do that, man. So and you and places like Cafe Nola and Six Eleven and and just you know. It's really cool to see the community kind of embrace local amazing talent because we have a lot of it. There's here. a lot of it and a lot of drummers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, thank you so much for thank coming by.
No comply, 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 no comply,